Wake up, Elvis Army. This is the sixth episode of Daily Dose of Vitamin E, brought to you live from Italy by Gaia, aka Pocketful of Elvis. Today, I'm gonna review one of my favorite Elvis long playings. It is literally always playing in my Crustly record player, which I bought last year on Amazon for a very cheap price, but a perfect quality. I have to say that I really love this vintage revenge and I'm glad to be part of it. Sure, I love CDs and digital music as well, but when you can be with yourself a while and listen to some good old Elvis on the record player, that's a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening or night, whenever it might be. Let's start! The album that I'm gonna review is for LP fans only. I've been looking for this album since I got into Elvis. I saw Priscilla Baulieu holding it, so I wanted to have it as well. I couldn't find it for a cheap price online, so I thought I would have waited for ages. When, at the beginning of this year, I went to Austria with my family. I went to a music shop and I saw that they had a lot of Elvis vinyls, such as Elvis Sings, Elvis Golden Records, Volume 2, Elvis Presley, I bought three of them. It happened at the World's Fair and for LP fans only. This album has some of the best young Elvis songs and honestly I love it because his voice sounds so cute and sweet. The album was originally issued in 1959 during Elvis duty in Germany. Even if the songs are from the second half of the 50s decade, some of them take part in the movie Love me tender. Now, this episode is going to be quite long, considering that I will review every single song. I don't know what ratio I have, yet I love it because it has some calm songs and some rockers too. One. This is the introduction that Elvis himself gave to the song on his 68 NBC TV special. There's an old uh, rhythm and blues type song called That's Alright Little Mama. And we only had two or three in- instruments at a time. And, uh, <laughs> uh, we had a guitar, a bass, and uh, another guitar. And it went like this. Well, that's alright, mama. That's alright for you. That's alright, mama. Just any way you do it, that's alright. That's all right. It's a song written and originally performed by Arthur Crudup. It's best known as the debut single recorded and released by Elvis. Elvis' version was recorded on July 5th, 1954 and released on July 19, 1954 with as the B-side. It was ranked number 113 on the 2010 Rolling Stone magazine list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. The sound is pretty catchy and Elvis' voice goes perfectly with it. I mean, when doesn't it? The lead guitar is played by Scotty Moore, Bill Black plays the bass, while Elvis sings and plays the rhythm guitar. It was produced by Sam Phillips. Two. It's a rhythm and blues song by Lloyd Price. 
It was first recorded by Price in 1952 with Fats Domino and Dave Bartholomew during his first session for Art Troop and Speciality Records. The song became one of the biggest selling R&B records of 1952 and crossed over to other audiences. It has been recorded by many artists, including Elvis, who recorded it on February 3, 1956. The lead guitar is played by Scotty Moore, Bill Black at the bass, DJ Fontana at the drums, and it was produced by Steve Scholes. I love this song, especially because Elvis' voice can go so high. Three. Train It's a song written and recorded by American blues musician Junior Parker in 1953. Originally performed in the style of a Memphis blues or rhythm and blues tune, it was inspired by earlier songs and later became a popular rockabilly song as first covered by Elvis, then numerous others. Honestly, this is one of my favorites. Elvis' little scream at the end makes me giggle every time. On the lead guitar we have Scotty Moore, Bill Black on the bass, and the song was produced by Sam Phillips. Elvis recorded it on July 11th, 1955. This song was written by Stan Kessler and originally recorded by Elvis. Its first release on record was on January 4, 1957 on a single with On the Other Side. It's a very calming and sad song. When I have it on vinyl, I can't really skip it, but when I can, I do. I love Elvis singing sad songs, don't get me wrong, but I'd rather listen to him being all happy and dead. On the guitar we have Scotty Moore, Bill Black on the bass, Gordon Stoker on the piano, DJ Fontana on the drums, and the Jordanaires as the backing vocals. It was recorded on September 1st, 1956 in Hollywood. It was produced by Steel Shows. Five. They call me poor boy, poor boy, poor boy, but I ain't lonesome and I ain't blue. Cause I could never be a poor boy As long as I've got a darling like you It was written by Vera Madsen and some say that even Elvis wrote a part of it. It was featured in the movie Love Me Tender And it was recorded on August 24th, 1956. The band is all different here. Vito Mumolo on guitar, Michael Rubin on the double bass, Luther Roundtree on the banjo and Dominic Frontieri on the accordion. The original players weren't chosen since they weren't cool enough. Words by Scotty Moore. The song was produced by Lionel Newman. Elvis is so cute in this song, don't you think? His voice is so squeaky and all that, but mostly when he says Ain't got a bean. Ain't got a pot. He just 
Oh my god, it sounds so baby there. Anyway, guys, I just wanted to apologize for the previous two tracks, if I might call them like that, because I didn't have my headphones and right now I'm improvising the words, so uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, now it's time for the two bonus tracks of this issue. More of this side of this issue. Six. It's a song written by Arthur Gunter and recorded by him in 1954 on the Excello Records label and covered by Elvis the following year on Sun Records. Elvis' version differs greatly from the original. Elvis started the song with the chorus where Gunter began with the first verse. And he replaced Gunter's line you may get religion, with the words you may have a pink Cadillac. referring to his custom-painted 1955 Cadillac Alto that had been serving as the band's transportation at the time. On the guitar we have Scotty Moore and Bill Black on the bass. This song always gets me in a... a, a it, uh, y you know, it, um, it it always gets me in a certain mood that, uh, uh, y yeah. Seven. Well, I heard you had good to rock in the night. Well, I heard you had good to rock in the night. I'm in the hole of my baby little darling again. Tonight she'll know my It was originally a jump blues song released in 1947 by its writer, Roy Brown, and was covered by many recording artists. The song anticipated elements of rock and roll music. In 1954, the song was the second Sun Records release by Elvis, along with On the flip side, Elvis and his bandmates hewed closer to the original Roy Brown version but omitted the lyrics by the dated roster of names in favor of a simpler, more energetic Both sides of the second record featuring Elvis, Cotty and Bill, stiffed. The song was used for the biopic Elvis, which starred Jonathan Rice Myers as Elvis. It was used for a montage sequence where he is performing at the Louisiana Hayride in 1954. <laughs> the Sun Records, or Million Dollar Quartet, the 2016 television series, Chad Michael Murray tells a young Elvis, portrayed by Drake Milligan, the real meaning of the song. Even for this reason, the song gives me vibes. Anyway, now it's time to flip the vinyl. One. Yes, my baby left me, never said a word. Was it something I've done, something that she heard? My baby left me, my baby left me. My baby even left me, never said a word. It's a rhythm and blues song written by blues singer Arthur Crudup. In fact, it has the same sound of the song. Well, that's all right, mama. It was first recorded by Crowd Up in Chicago on November 8, 1950, 
with Ransom Nolan on bass and Judge Riley on drums, and was released as a single on RCA Victor 220109. It gained further exposure when Elvis covered it, and he placed it on the B-side to his 1956 single I want you, I need you, I love you The guitar is always played by Scotty Moore Bill Black is on the bass and DJ Fontana is on the drums There's also a cartoon inspired music video with this song It's hilarious, I suggest you all to watch it Two I was the one who taught her to kiss she kisses you now And you know the way she touches your cheek Well I taught her how This is one of the saddest songs I've ever heard by Elvis And honestly it always gets me in the deep I always skip it when I can It was written by Aaron Schroeder Bill Peppers, Claude Demetrius, and Hal Blair. Elvis recorded it at RCA Studios in Nashville on January 11, 1956. It was released as the B-side of the single. I don't know what to say much about it, just don't listen to it after a breakup or even when you're sad because it makes you want to crawl in a hole and die. 3. Well, I said shake, around and roll. 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 Oh, you want to rap? Save your dog, go so shake, around. It's a 12 bar blues form song written in 1954 by Jesse Stone, usually credited as Charles E. Calhoun, his songwriting name. It was originally recorded by Big Joe Turner and most successfully by Bill Haley and his Comets. Elvis recorded the song twice in a studio setting. A demo recorded at radio station KDAV in Lubbock, Texas in January 1955. While under contract with Sun Records, this recording was not released until the 1990s and has a single in 1956 for RCA Victor, although it was not a major hit. Both versions by Elvis mixed Holly's and Turner's lyrics with a faster-paced version of Holly's arrangement. Although the commercially released 1956 version used Turner's bad version for the opening verse, alternate takes released by RCA in the 1990s indicate Presley originally, I mean Elvis, originally intended to begin the song with Halley's Kitchen Verse. Well, get out of that kitchen and rattle those pots and pans. Get out of that kitchen and rattle those pots and pans. Well, I roll my breakfast cause I'm a hungry man. Introduced by Cleveland disc jockey Bill Randall, Elvis, Cody Moore, Bill Black and DJ Fontana performed the song in medley with the similar on January 28, 1956, on the broadcast of the Dorsey Brothers stage show, Helles Kitchen opening verse was sung.
Elvis recorded the song with these same musicians. Shorty Long played piano on the RCA recording. Four. We're right and left. She's a couple. We're right and left all alone. Well, he's trying to tell me so. But how was I to know? Why she, he was not the one for me. It was written by Stan Kessler and William Taylor. It was recorded on March 5, 1955. Even this one is quite sad, but Elvis manages to make it sound cheerful, in a way. Scotty Moore and Chet Atkins are playing the guitar, while Bill Black is on the bass and Floyd Kramer is on the piano. Jimmy Lott is on the drums. The sound is kinda bluesy, but also soft rock and roll. Five. You're a heartbreaker, you're a lovebreaker, a heartbreaker playing with fire. You're a tear snatcher, you're a quarrel patcher, but you can't break my heart anymore. It's a song recorded by Elvis in December 1954, during the fourth of Elvis' now legendary eight sessions at the Memphis Studio. The recording was released as the B-side of his third single on the Sun label, Sun 215, whose A-side was a cover of Kokomo Arnold's Milk Cow Blues Boogie. Once again, we have a sad song, but considering that the sound and melody are cheerful, I don't always listen to the lyrics. The guitar is played by Scotty Moore and the bass by Bill Black. Now, the last two bonus tracks. Six. I forgot to remember to forget her. I can't seem to get her off of my mind. I thought I'd never miss her, but I found out somehow. I think about her almost all the time. It was recorded at Sun Studio on July 11, 1955 by Elvis, Moore, Bill Black and Johnny Bernero on drums, and released on August 20 of the same year along with Mystery Train, Sun 2.23. It was first released along with that song by HMV in New Zealand in 1955 in November. That was the first appearance of Elvis on a 12 inches vinyl internationally. MCLP 6001. It was then released by RCA Victor number 476357 in December. Moore's guitar had a Nashville steel guitar sound and Black played a clip-clop rhythm. Elvis sang a brooding vocal. This is the closest the trio came to a traditional country song while it's sung. The song reached the Billboard National Country Music Chart number one position on February 25, 1956, on the Billboard C&W Bestsellers in Stores chart, and remained there at number one for two weeks, and spent five weeks at number one on the Billboard C&W Most Played in Jukeboxes chart. The record reached number 4 on the Billboard Most Played by Jockeys chart. It was the first recording to make Elvis a nationally known country music star. 7. I'll say blue moon, I'll 
sunshine on the one that's gone and left me blue. I say blue moon of Kentucky to keep on shining. The search for another song to release along with the first one of this list at Sun Records in July 1954 led to this song via Bill Black, according to Scotty Moore. We all of us knew we needed something, and things seemed hopeless after a while. Bill is the one who came up with that. We're taking a little break and he starts beating on the bass and singing it, mocking Bill Monroe, singing the high falsetto voice. Elvis joins in with him, starts playing and singing along with him. This was taken by the Blue Moon Boys in the story of Elvis Presley's band. Elvis, Scotty and Bill, with the encouragement of Sam Phillips, transformed Moreau's low waltz in 3-4 time into an upbeat blues-flavored tune in 4-4 time. After an early rendition of the song, Sun Records owner Sam Phillips exclaimed, Boy, that's fine, that's fine, that's a pop song now! As with all of the Elvis records issued by Sun, the artists were listed and stylized as Elvis Presley, Scotty and Bill. The same night that Dewey Phillips first played the flip side of this first release of Elvis music on WHBQ, Sleepy Eye John at WHHM lost this one. Bob Neal of WMPS played the record too. The pop jockeys entranced by something new, began slipping the two songs in among the easy listening pop of Teresa Brewer, Nat Cole, Tony Bennett, and others. With Elvis' version of Monroe's song consistently rated higher, both sides began to chart across the southern United States. By October 23rd, this song was in the top 10 in Memphis, Nashville, and New Orleans, with the other absent from the listings. Fellow Sun Records artist Charlie Fetters has often claimed that he came up with the arrangement of the song used by Elvis, while other sources claimed that it was Elvis who arranged the song. Monroe at first did not care for Elvis' version, until Monroe received a 15,000 US dollars royalty check after Elvis' success with the song. Okay folks, I hope I didn't bore you out. This was fun to tell, but mostly fun to listen to. I hope you enjoyed. See you next time.